Business Podcast is only the good stuff with no artificial flavors, colors, or information with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today is part two of our three-part series on what to do when you're overwhelmed and you don't know where and how to start your new business. In part one, we covered the first three steps. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, go back and listen to part one so you can make sense of part two because everything builds upon each other. We're going to get into some serious, serious steps in part two. So let's get down to business. of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by Intuit QuickBooks. If you work for yourself, save up to 50% for an entire year on the new QuickBooks Self-Employed. It helps separate your business and personal expenses, so you can quickly track on what you spend for work and what you spend on yourself. QuickBooks Self-Employed also helps take the guesswork out of estimated federal quarterly taxes. So come tax time, you know how much money to set aside for Uncle Sam and how much money stays in your pocket. So try QuickBooks Self-Employed and save up to 50% at tryselfemployed.com slash MBA. All right, guys, welcome to part two of this lesson on what to do when you're overwhelmed, where to start, how to start your new business. In part one of this lesson, we covered the first three steps. Step one was to start with a problem that you want to solve. Step two is starting to build your website. And step three is to provide a reason and a way to collect emails. All right, let's move on to step four. Step four is create a publishing schedule and stick to it. Now, you might be asking, what publishing schedule? What am I publishing? Well, the standard with business websites is a blog. But if for any reason you resist writing, I discourage you to not have a blog because I think blogging is a great exercise in terms of refining your communication skills. But you can also have a video blog where you can have a short description of what the video is all about and maybe some of your takeaways. You can do an audio blog where you can have little audio snippets like a podcast. You can also do infographics. But the point is that you want to publish content on your website so you can get the reaction from your actual audience members, people that visit your website. Now, the reason why I highly recommend you start writing a blog, like blog posts, is because these are really good when it comes to SEO or search engine optimization. It's a lot easier for people to find you on Google because Google reads text. They're a whole lot better when it comes to reading text than when it comes to video or images or infographics. So what you want to do is set a publishing schedule to force yourself to commit to publishing a piece of content on your website on a regular basis, whether it's once a week, twice a week, three times a week. When I first got started, I was publishing three posts a week because I wanted to build a body of work quickly. If that's too much for you, kick it back to two or even one. But I don't recommend you do less than one. Now, you might be thinking, what does this have to do with business, writing blog posts or putting up videos? Well, content is really what's going to generate your traffic to your website. And traffic is gold on the internet. It doesn't matter if you have a physical business or an online business. People search for you on Google when they want to figure out if you're good or not, if you're worth their hard-earned dollar. So the best way for people to find you is through your website. And the best way to find your website is through great content. Google loves great content. And if you're publishing great content on a regular basis, people will find you. It also is a great way for you to hear from your audience so you know what kind of product, service, offer you should offer them. 
If people comment, like, share on certain blog posts, you know you're resonating with your audience on those points. This is kind of like your R&D lab, your research and development lab to know what people actually want and what people actually are interested in. So step four is create a publishing schedule and stick to it, whether you choose video, writing, audio, but the point is, is that you have consistent content coming out of your website. The other thing is that in step three, you said collect emails, right? You're going to be giving them an opt-in giveaway for emails. What are you going to do with those emails? You need a way to provide continuous value to your subscribers. And these blog posts are going to help you with that. So you publish, say, once a week, then you can send out an email once a week to your subscribers with that blog post to let them know that you have more value for them. All right, guys. So that's step four. Create a publishing schedule and stick to it. Step five, decide on what small product offer and service you're going to create based on the feedback and needs that you got from those blog posts, from the feedback of your audience. Don't attempt to build a product or service just from your hunches. That's not good enough. You need actual facts, actual feedback from your actual audience. That's why I said a publishing schedule is very important in publishing regular content. But now you have to decide on what small product offer or service. When I say small, be very small. So when we started our business consultancy firm, Business Republic, one of the smallest product or offers I offered was creating logos. I noticed that a lot of people struggled with this idea of creating logos for their business that fits their brand, that fits the theme of what they're doing. And we fulfilled that need by just doing logos, just logos, very, very small product. And then we expanded and started creating business cards. And then from there, we went from business cards to Facebook and Twitter pages. But the point is that we started out with one small offer service product based on what we heard from our audience. So you need to decide on that. That's step five, decide on that. You may want to do a short list of three or four things and just order them in order of need or actual interest from your audience. All right, guys, I got step six for you. But before that, let me give some love to today's sponsor, Intuit QuickBooks. Guys, if you work for yourself, you can save up to 50% on an entire year of QuickBooks Self-Employed. It helps separate your business and personal expenses so you can quickly track what you spent for work and what you spent on yourself. So for instance, those groceries you bought for the next catering gig won't get mixed up with the food you bought for the cookout with friends this weekend. QuickBooks Self-Employed also helps take the guesswork out of your estimated quarterly and year-end taxes. So come tax time, you know how much money to set aside for Uncle Sam and how much money stays in your pocket. QuickBooks provides you the tools to maximize deductions like home office and mileage so you can keep more of your hard-earned money. Find out what QuickBooks Self-Employed can do for you and save up to 50%, guys. That's huge. 50% at tryselfemployed.com slash MBA. That's tryselfemployed.com slash MBA. All right, guys, let's recap today's lesson. Step four, create a publishing schedule and stick to it. Step five, decide on what small product or offer you're going to be offering in your business. Now, step six, let's get real. We're going to create the product creation plan. So whatever your product is, your service, your offer, you got to create a plan that has dates against it. How are you going to create this product? When are you going to create it? What are your deadlines? Decide on a launch date for this actual product or service and make it public. You may want to do a landing page where people can opt in and give their email address and get a launch discount. What you want to do is that you want to get accountability. You want to put out a date and make it public so you can stick to it. And what you want to do is create a product creation plan. So let's so say, for example, you've given yourself eight weeks to create this product. 
You need to work and see where you're going to finish by the end of each week to make sure you're on track. And then you can take each week and break it down to each day if you want to do that. Now, when you're creating this product creation plan, you want to work on the most important stuff first. Get the stuff that actually needs to be done in order for you to have a product in your hand. And then work on the bells and whistles later on. Because if things get tough, you can still launch on time with a minimal viable product. And you can cut off the bells and whistles or add those bells and whistles after you launch. So for example, when we launched the $100 MBA, the most important part is the content, the actual courses. So we made sure we shot all the courses first. Obviously, we decided on the actual curriculum. We scripted them. We shot the videos. But the whole point is that we created those videos first. We produced the videos first. Then we worked on the workbooks. Then we created the actual website and a way for people actually to pay for it and have a login details, you know, the, the email and their, you know, the username and password, all that stuff. And then we worked on the bells and whistles, the little features, the little fun little surprises inside. Some of those didn't make it in time for the launch, but it's okay. We added them the weeks coming after the launch. But the point is, is that the actual meat and potatoes of what people are buying is ready way before launch day. So you need to create a plan step-by-step of what you're going to create, what day, and when it's going to get done. Make that launch date public, commit to it, and make it happen. We're going to talk about the rest of the steps in part three of this lesson tomorrow. So we've covered part one and part two. Part three is tomorrow where we wrap this up and you know exactly what to do if you're feeling overwhelmed and you need to start that business step-by-step. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. I want to give a quick shout out to all you wonderful people out there that have dropped us iTunes rating and reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much. It means so much to Nicole and I. We read every single review and it motivates us to keep providing great value on the show. If you want to give us some love, just drop us an iTunes rating and review. All you got to do is just click on the cover art if you're on your iPhone and you'll see a link that says give us a rating and review. Or if you're on your computer, just go to 100mba.net slash show and you'll get all the instructions right there. Here's an awesome review from John Von Hoof. John says, short and sweet advice that works, five stars. Sometimes good things come in small packages. This podcast is one of those things. Short and easily digestible. The advice and information is perfect for those wanting to build their business. It's easy to listen to and well worth your time. Thank you so much, John, for the awesome review. We really appreciate it. And guys, remember, everybody who drops us an iTunes rating and review enters our weekly random draw to win a free lifetime membership to our $100 MBA training and community. That's over 180 video lessons, interviews with experts, workbooks, a whole lot more. And it's our way to say thank you to you guys every single week by giving away a lifetime membership. All right, guys, I want to leave you with this. Today, in part two of this lesson, we talked about a lot of the nitty-gritty stuff of creating a business. I say nitty-gritty because this is not the easy stuff. This is the actual work, you know, the actual publishing of information, sticking to a publishing schedule, producing a product, having a timeline, sticking to it. That's the sexy stuff that no one talks about or the unsexy stuff that no one talks about. It's not really that, you know, uh, flashy or interesting to talk about, but that's what makes businesses profitable. That's what makes businesses successful. So the sooner you get used to that and get into the habit of some of these nitty-gritty things, the sooner you'll have success on your hands with your business. All right, guys, I hope that helps, and I hope to see you in tomorrow's episode, part three of this three-part lesson. I'll see you then, guys. Take care.